church. Who's ready to worship God this morning? We practiced this morning and it was wonderful. We almost went home and called it quits. So we hung on just for you guys. No. But God is here, God is moving, and God is so good. So I encourage you to join us this morning, just jump right in, leave everything that the world has put upon you this week in the dust, because the word restoration weighs heavy this morning. So I encourage you just to get into that and and enjoy that. But I got a couple of quick announcements before we go. First, this Wednesday, instead of a a teaching service, we are going to have prayer. So we've taken a few weeks and done teaching, but we are going to do prayer this week. So that'll be at 7 o'clock right here. We will have fun club right here. Um, I think since it's 4,000 degrees this week, and it's going to be absolutely miserable, they'll be looking to do kind of a movie night upstairs. So they'll have a movie for the kids, popcorn, snacks, things like that. Um, so be sure to bring the kiddos along and, and come and join us in prayer as we do that. The other announcement I want to make is Jesus Day, August 20th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. ish. We are going to have our Jesus Day event. And so those of you that were part of that, you know what it was. You know how exciting it is. Um, This year, I'm about 10 times, if not 100 times more excited. We've got some fresh ideas straight from God coming forth that are just exciting to see. So we're going to have some awesome messages for the kids. They're going to, they're going to be built up in courage. And so last year we taught that fear, God did not give us a spirit of fear. And this year we're going to teach him, God did call you to be courageous. And so we're going to teach on that. We're going to have kind of a, a courage factor, we're calling it. If anybody remembers the old fear factor, kind of rolling with that theme, giving the kids challenges, things to do to overcome those fears and see that they too are courageous and God has called them to be courageous. But we need help. We need bodies to help make this work and make this successful. Last year, we had tons of hands go up at the end of the year or at the end of the day, kids receiving salvation. We even had kids come forward for prayer. And this year, I just, I can't wait to see what God wants to do. It's just, I'm on a high. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited. So, I don't want anybody to miss out on this. I don't want to miss out on anything that's going on with these kids because, you know, maybe it's just me, but I think the kids and what's going on with the kids might be the most important thing going on. But I might be a little bit partial to that so because <laughs> it's my annoying. Yes, God's called me to do this. But I, there is nothing you could do to pry me away from anything going on with the kids right now because I just don't want to miss a thing. So this is an awesome opportunity to be a part of that, to help minister the word of God to these kids, and to help minister an opportunity for salvation, healing, and whatever else God might want to do that day. Oh, Riker, you got some help. You're not the only girl today. <laughs> Kaylee showed up for you. So It's a birthday girl this week, too. Mm-hmm. We have things planned. Anyway, um, so there's a sign-up sheet out there in the foyer. Be sure to put your name on there. That lets me know that you want to be involved. We'll find a place for you. We'll communicate with you what we can have you do. And if you got a certain thing you did last year and you're wanting to do that again, let me know. Just come talk to me about it. And we have our invites ready to go, too. So we did a, a business card style because the postcard's kind of big and bulky. I feel like people hang on to them, and as soon as they get an opportunity, it goes in the trash. This can fit in your pocket, in your wallet, in, on the fridge real nice and easy, whatever it might be. And it speaks of the scripture that we're going to use out of Joshua about courage. So be sure 
to get some of these, get them out to your friends, family, whatever, random total strangers, sinners and saints alike, because we've got a message for them that day. And then on the back side is a QR code. You can scan that with your phone camera, and it'll take you right to the website page where they can fill out the registration form and get, get signed up for that day. We do want them to register. Um, we probably won't tell any kid that they have to walk away, but this helps us get prepared. We know the numbers in advance, so we can kind of have things ready to go. So those of you, uh, I'll use the word old farts lightly, that don't know how a QR code works, that's all right. <laughs> Ask your child that you're trying to invite. They'll show you how to do it. <laughs> but anyway, you just merely turn your camera on like you're going to take a picture. Don't take a picture of it. Just hold your camera over it, and it'll pop up with a little pop-up. It says, do you want to go to, and it'll show the website. You click on that, takes you right to it. But again, those kids will tell you how to do it, so they'll, they'll have your back. <laughs> I won't even repeat all that there. So anyway, these will be on the foyer as well. Be sure to grab some of these. Don't waste them, but utilize them. If you take 10, get 10 of them out there. I challenge everybody to invite at least one person. If we do that, we'll fill this place up. I'd love to see 100 kids here. Last year we had, what, 33, 34? I want to double it. I want to go big or go home. That's my attitude. So help me do this. Help us get a ton of kids here, and let's rock their world with Jesus. Let's get them a message of hope and teach them how to be courageous. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing that's upon our children. Father, we pray specifically today. We're asking you for children, Lord God, for this special outreach. And so we loose angels, ministering spirits, to go forth and bring them in. Holy Spirit, draw them. Soften the hearts of the parents that will be approached so their children can come. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus Day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity this morning to come into your presence. Lord, we desire you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us this morning, to let us be of one heart, one mind, one spirit this morning, united with you, Holy Spirit. Teach us to worship this morning. Teach us to lean upon you and upon you only. To not look to the world, but to acknowledge you, Father, in all of our ways. And you said you would guide our paths. So, Father, this morning we acknowledge you, the one true God. In Jesus' name, amen.
that you will complete the good work. Oh, we are confident. You will complete the good work that you begun in us. Oh, you never leave us where we are. Oh, you'll never leave us where we are. Oh, we are confident. That you will complete, that you will complete the good work you've begun. You never leave us where we are. Oh, you never leave us where we are. You never leave us where we are. Believe us where we are. Oh, you never leave us where we are. I am, I am, 
Everybody be quiet. Now let him minister to you and receive what he has for you. We come this morning to the table, Lord. We receive. let me teach you something first of all do you love me do you believe I'm called that I'm a pastor if you're not careful many times what God does by his spirit is overlooked because of insensitivity and just not realizing what he's doing in the hour. Now, if if you, you you've got to recognize that our worship has changed. It's never going to be what it was, and I don't want it to be. Because your pastor wants to follow after the Holy Spirit. But please, listen to what I'm asking you. You have to be teachable. For if you're not teachable, you'll not be able to follow after the Spirit. So this is what I'm trying to reveal to you. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit because He wants you to learn the way of the Spirit. As she ministers, that's prophetic. 
That's the spirit of prophecy. And so when that begins, you can't stand there and, and just speak. You must be quiet. Or you're going to miss what the Holy Spirit wants to do and what the Holy Spirit wants to say. When the spirit of prophecy is flowing, it's not a glory hallelujah time. It's shut up and listen. Are you listening to what I'm asking you today? We must march together, folks. No renegades. So in the days ahead, you're going to have to learn to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and when the pastor says Shh, if I get up and I do this in the days ahead that means quiet what's this mean quiet because if you're, if you're doing something to distract it could hinder the spirit of God from ministering to somebody There's a time to praise and a time to shout, and then there's a time to shut up. You say, Pastor, you're really blunt. Yeah, that's just me. That's my anointing. It's learn to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I do not want to grieve Him. I do not want to grieve Him. He's welcome in this place. And we haven't grieved it this morning. But it's a time to learn, folks, the way of the Spirit. It's not the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, or the 2000s. We're in a new decade. Behold, all things have become new. So let's honor the Holy Ghost. Let's continue. Thank you, Jesus.
I'm not gonna fear anymore Oh, cause greater is He that is living in me Than He that is in the world Oh, cause greater is He that is God doesn't want you to stay there. You've got to get out of that. Amen? So if you're discouraged, you're at rock bottom, you need your joy back, I want to pray for you today. That's you. Don't be bashful. I could call out people, but they're coming, the ones I had on my heart, so you're led by the Spirit. Now, the rest of you, I just want you to stay in agreement because we want the Spirit of God and the anointing to minister to them. Now, all I want you to do is to receive. When 
we pray for you and we lay hands on you, you just receive. Say, I will receive all the Spirit has for me this day. In Jesus' name. again. So seek him and you will find him. Ask him and it'll be given unto you for you are his daughter. Know that his love is everlasting and his thoughts that he thinks towards you today are peaceful. Thoughts that bring refreshing and joy and peace. They're not evil good things ahead for you as you wait in his presence don't get in a hurry to make decisions take time take time and rest in him seek him and you will find father restore 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 her joy in the name of jesus Weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. <laughs> 
time. Yes, a season of weeping, but a season of joy and praise is very close for you. He loves you. He knows where you're at. He knows what you need. So take time and wait upon Him. And He'll renew your strength. He'll restore your joy. He'll quicken your step. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. enemy would have you think it's over time to quit no 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 but you've come to a place now that you're going to have to dig down deep dig your own well you'll bear your roots downward and you'll bear your fruit upward For now, you've entered into a season to put your spiritual roots down deeper in my son. No longer distracted by the enemy who would have you to run. But look on to him who's the author. He started it and he's going to finish it. But a spirit of brokenness and humility is going to come upon you in the days ahead more than you've ever experienced. And so don't shun that and run from that. But get on your knees and welcome Him to do a deep work in your heart. For He's not a God that would have you stay in one place. But He's a God that promotes and He's a God that brings you higher. He's a God that will continually light your fire. So don't be distracted and don't allow the enemy to lie and perch on your shoulder and say, this is the way it's going to be. And you're going to say, no, it's not. For I'm following after my master. And he said, come on to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel like you're the only one that has experienced these things. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. So allow the spirit of grace to do a deeper work in you. Don't run from it, but welcome it day by day. Lord, a refreshing upon them this day in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You may be sensitive, or you may be sensitive. You may be seated and be sensitive. Kids, you're dismissed. I've got an assignment for you. You want to write this down? 
I would encourage you to write this down. I want you to go on and listen to a message by Kent Christmas. Kent Christmas. That's a name easy to remember. It's called God's Move Will Shock the World. Some of you have already listened to it. It's powerful. How many have not heard it? Have not heard it? Okay. Go on and listen to it. There's a spirit of prophecy flowing upon him. And uh, it's just a very encouraging word. So will you listen to that for me? Amen. God's move will shock the world. That's Pastor Kent Christmas. Read your scripture. You can just listen if you're still writing that down. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Sometimes people concentrate on the give and it will be given. Sometimes people concentrate on gimme, gimme, gimme. We have to reach the balance in between. And that's what was go- what's going on here right now. This is what's going on in the season. God wants to pour out his spirit. Amen. But we've got to learn how to receive it. Yeah, he always called, you've heard him call me, he calls me the old German. My maiden name was Schmidt. And if you understand the German culture, there's a good work ethic. But there's also a pride that has trouble receiving sometimes. And I've had to learn that, you know, it's hard sometimes for me to receive and, and to be gracious in receiving just because it kind of throws me. I, you know, it's hard. And we have to learn that what God's doing right now, he wants to pour out his spirit. If you come in our house, we have lots of food. We like to eat. And I know what he likes. I know what he likes. I know what Caleb and Kaylee like. <coughs> And when they're there, I give it to them. I serve it. And I know what they need nutritionally. And so there's always giving. But if they would come in and sit at the table and turn up their nose, they wouldn't receive. They would come in and they'd be so busy they couldn't partake of what we have for them. They wouldn't receive. And it's the same thing with God. There's a giving in our worship, in our finances, in everything. But there's a time, if you don't learn to receive, you aren't going to have anything to give. And that's what God's trying to do in his body right now, at least this body. We've got to learn to receive so when the time comes, we have something to give that's not just out of our soul. It's got to be out of the spirit of God. So, it says, um, given it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So, we're doing that, endeavoring to do that in every area. So, we've been doing, um, started a few weeks ago, if you haven't been here, we want to fill up a food bank. So that if people come and have a need, we can give. 
And God also makes provision. It talks about he gives seed to the sower. So if you have a need, you sow. You know, I sowed lots of gar- seeds in the garden and I'm overwhelmed. It's all growing one thing on top of the other. So that God always has provision. God makes provision for us. So we're doing that. In the kitchen, we have these two long cupboards and you can go in and it's all organized it looks pretty cool we've got a lot of stuff already so we've done beans we want stuff with a long shelf life and we have beans we have soup this week we're going to do fruit so this coming week pineapple peaches applesauce jars of applesauce anything like that that will stay well keep well and then the other thing is we have to have somebody to give it to. And like I said, we always have lots of food at our house. We don't really recognize sometimes the needs that are out there, but I've read this week that the food banks are getting depleted around the nation. Maybe it hasn't hit full force here. But if you know someone that has a legitimate need, you've got to let us know, okay? Especially we want to reach out to single family parents, uh, kids, parents with, or people with kids that have needs, seniors, people that just, you know, come across things and have times in their lives when they have a need. So make us aware of that. Be on the lookout. Be awake and alert and let us know on that. And then continue to bring, bring what you have and then learn to receive because God's going to give you more. And that's all what, you know, we tithe, we sow offering, we sow alms, because God wants everyone's needs met, and he'll give back to us. So, ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings if you need an envelope. And while they're doing that, Wednesday night, um, I had got, I just read a book, and we, I ordered some, and I had a bunch of them, and we gave them all away but one. And this book is, they speak with other tongues. It's about, it was written in the early 60s. And the reason I got it, it's a great, gives a great understanding of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it also helps us understand they were at a new season. And how they were dealing with that new season. Because we're at a new season. And, you know, there's some similarities. We have to learn to navigate where we're going and what we're doing. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. So I have one of these left. Um, after the service, if you would like that, and if uh, everyone didn't get it, then you're just going to have to share. So uh, I encourage you to read that and then share it with someone else. Amen. Caden, put up our scriptures, please. Let's stand up. I want to, uh, we'll give you a couple minutes. Ushers, go ahead and quickly receive the offering. I want to do this. We might not do it every week, but I want you to see the the importance of declaring and decreeing what the Word of God says about you and I and Him taking care of us. He's a covenant-keeping God. Amen? So let's, let's say this together. The Lord is able to give you much more than this. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and He adds no sorrow with it. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we might ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly.
And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And the Lord restored Job's losses. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. My cup runneth over. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, today I'm going to take a, a little bit of a detour and uh, not preach the message I have. It, it, it goes along with it, but there's a specific word that I want you to catch. We've been on a, a, a subject on harvest. Amen. We want to help you, the believer, develop a harvest mindset by preparing you for the miraculous days ahead. And that's why you need to listen to that Kent Christmas, because he talks about what's coming. Amen. Uh, John chapter 6, in fact, the, this, this miracle of multiplication or the feeding of the 5,000 happens. It's the only recorded miracle that is, is uh, registered in all four Gospels. And uh, there's some truths that we've gleaned from this that, that I really want Harvest Church to take heed. Number one is Harvest Church must see society's lost sheep discern their needs and minister the love and compassion of Christ to them. I don't want you going out when you're going to the store, you're going to the job, wherever you're going. Don't be insensitive to people. Recognize there are people out there that are hurting. They need an encouraging word. They need a pat on the back. Amen. They need a smile. You can say amen now. We've got through the prophetic worship thing. You can acknowledge and say amen. 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 Number two, Harvest Church must raise up leaders who are problem solvers. Say, I'm a problem solver. I'm not a problem to the pastor because I'm a problem solver. Okay. We need men and women with initiative who can think for themselves, be aware of the situation, and come up with viable solutions. Jesus had disciples. We saw that. The one saw a little boy that had the, the, the two fish and the bread. Amen. Number three, in this great end time revival, the church must recognize that our youth possess the gifts we need. They will be anointed with a special grace to be a witness and a support for the body of Christ. I believe that. Young people, listen to me. You're 30 or younger. The enemy really, I believe, is turning the heat up on our young people. And, and he's really speaking lies into their ears. He's turned it up. Because they are a threat to his agenda. So if you're dealing with, with problems and situations and relationships, you know, 
you're going to have to renew your mind and know that you're called. See, I, when I was young, I struggled for a long time that I had a call. And because I struggled and was always in indecision, not knowing whether I was called or not, what it did is I was ineffective. Young people, you need to know who you are, that you have a gift. You have a gift. You have a gift. And God's called you. And whom God calls, He equips supernaturally. So don't you dare give up. Amen? We said also, the people of number four, the people of Harvest Church must learn to obey God and let their gifts be utilized. You've got to learn to obey God. Amen? Jesus said, sit them down in ranks. Did they obey God? See, obedience, you're not going to see miracles. I want to see miracles. But there's certain things that we're going, criteria that we're going to have to fulfill if we're going to see a miracle. And I know God's a sovereign God and He can do what He wants. But we can set ourselves up for success and miracles if we'll just learn to be obedient. Amen? If you've had a problem with, and I'll pick on, I got, because he's my brother. This guy here that looks like an outlaw. He was. Big time. You lived your whole life in rebellion. That's why you struggle. But you're going to get past that. Because God's breaking you down. But see, if you're rebelling against God, you're not going to fulfill your, your, your ministry. If you're constantly resisting and rebelling and not doing what God calls you to do. You see, God's working in in him. Both of them. Both of them came from a lifestyle that would curl your hair. (laughs) And I told him the other day, as we sat in the garage and visited, I said, I need you because I'm going to get more like you. And I'll not be able to relate to to them. But he can. But unless you put your spiritual roots down and you're bearing fruit, you're not going to help me and you're not going to help them either. So obedience. And you're learning. I know he is. Amen. We're all going to have speed bumps in the days ahead. If you fall down, get back up. I've fallen down many times. Help me. I can't get up. No. I get up. A righteous man falls down seven times, but he gets back up. So I have a get back up mentality, folks. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Know who you are. Know that you're called. Know that God has a plan and a purpose to fulfill in your life. We said, number five, Harvest Church must learn to effectively organize and delegate. And I'm trying. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to organize, learning how to delegate. Then we said, when we look at the church to see who should do what, we must not look at education or experience. That should make some of you say, Phew. When you look at the church to see who should do what, we must not look at education or experience. We must focus instead on God's anointings. The church must be organized around the anointing. 
God's choice for a ministry is identified by his anointing. Now look at Matthew 14. We're going to go on. I'm not going to get, I don't have time to get in what I wanted to do, but I want to concentrate on one word today that's in this passage of Scripture. This is the account in Matthew 14 where they feed the 5,000. I'm not going to go at the beginning here, but look at verse 18. Jesus basically is telling them to, the disciples, bring the, the, the loaves and the fish to me. Bring them here to me, he says in verse 18. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And this is what I want you to see, because I want to see miracles. You want to see miracles. But this is what Jesus did, and this is what you and I in the days ahead must do. It says, he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. Say, looking up to heaven. He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. Jesus, the first thing he did, was there a miracle on its way? Yes. But he turned his eyes to the Father. And most of us struggle because our eyes are not turned heavenward to the Father. They're looking here. They're looking here. But most of us are looking down. And you're not going to experience the blessings of God, the miracles of God, unless you look up, for that is where your redemption draweth nigh. You know, I've, I've been going through a physical battle. Brian's been going through. We've had people in the church dealing with physical infirmity and things, and we have authority over that, and we're using our authority. We're binding and loosing, declaring and decreeing. I speak to my body every time I go to the bathroom. I speak. <laughs> What's he talking about, these young kids? Say, well, just wait till you get older. But you and I, are we've got to recognize something. We've got to look up. Say, I've got to look up. Before the miracle of multiplication, Jesus looked up to heaven. Look at John 11. Look at John 11. There's a lot about. You go through the Bible and look in your concordance and find the word look, looked, or looking, or looked up. This is where Lazarus is raised from the dead. And this is what Jesus did in verse 40. He said, Jesus said to her, chapter 11, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes. Say, Jesus lifted up his eyes. Father, he said, I thank you that you've heard me, and I know that you will always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his feet face was wrapped with cloth. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. What are you talking about this morning, preacher? I'm saying some of us need to start looking up. Your answers are from there. The miracles are from there. 
The resources are from there. Your prayers are answered from there. You can't look to a man in these days. Thank God for men that are leaders. I'll tell you, one of the things we're going to do, we're praying for, for Mike Flood on Wednesday night. He's already had an issue with Pelosi. And there are going to be more. I'm, I'll guarantee you the man isn't going to make it unless we pray. You might say he's a lawyer, he's qualified, he's got all these credentials. Until you pray. And we will. And this church has been. Look at Luke 21, 28. Now I'm going to give you a few scriptures and then we'll, we'll close. Say, I need to look up. Luke 21, 28. Here I had my message all prepared. Oh, well. Look at this. It says in verse 25, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Don't you look for that? Amen. Well, I got news for you. The rapture isn't going to be very soon. If you want to be raptured out of here, you're a, you're a wimp. You're a wuss. The church has got work to do. We're not, some, you listen to all that. There's ministers out there saying, no, the rapture is imminent, whatever. No, we got a long time for that. Amen. He says, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because that is where your redemption draws near. Your redemption draws near. Where, where, where do your eyes need to be, folks? Up. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. I just went through this morning and, and, and picked out some of these scriptures that pertain to looking up. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we also, verse 1, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Got some weights, folks? And the sin, got some sin, folks, which so easily ensnare us and let us run. How should we run? With a limp? With endurance, the race that is set before us. How? Looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. How do we run in these last days? Looking up, looking to Jesus. That's the only way. See, most of us, and I did this with Caleb. I don't know if I did it with Micah, but I. Uh, Caleb was the one. Well, that made me nervous. Micah, he's he's. He's more like me in many respects. A lot of good things, son, you've got. But when I was trying, we were trying to, Caleb, you, you went out with Caleb to teach him to drive. Or did, both, you did it, I didn't. Mm -mm. Uh-uh, I ain't risking my life. I've got to protect my gift. 
But we'd go out and I'd, we, I'd say, now, Caleb, if, you know, you drive where you look. Is that true? You know, if you're out there driving down the house, wow, the corn looks pretty good. Oh, look at that house. And pretty soon you're driving towards the corn in the house. You drive where you look. Don't you ever forget. You don't drive, do you? You drive where you look. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you some good advice. Are you listening to me? If she's sitting next to you, you don't look at her. Now, I understand why you would want to look at her. She's a beautiful young lady. But you protect her. You drive where you look. Folks, folks, what are you looking at right now? If you're looking at your problem and circumstance, gets where you're driving to. Your problem and your circumstance. But if you're looking at the Word and your eyes are on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, we're going to make it. Say, I'm going to make it. Look at Jude, right before Revelation. Jude. Talking about looking. Before the miracle of the multiplication of the, of the bread and the fish, Jesus looked up to heaven. He did other things too, and we'll get into that, but we're concentrating on looking up. Here we find in Jude chapter, what chapter? The first chapter, the only chapter, verse 20. It says, but you beloved, are you beloved? Yes, say I'm beloved. Building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, praying in other tongues will build you up. That's what it's referring to. Praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. So, you know, you pray in tongues enough, you're going to become lovable. And you're, be, you're going to be more loving. Amen? I, I, I'm still praying in tongues, dear. More and more every day. Keep yourself in the love of God. Now, look at this. Looking for what? The mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Looking for what? Mercy. What are you looking for? What are you expecting from God? She sang it prophetically today. The table's been laid. Look at at that. All that God has provided through the death, burial, and resurrection of His Son. It's there. All you have to do is partake of it. Get your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Look at Titus 2.13. A couple more. Titus 2.13. Titus 2.13. It says in verse 11, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. So it's all right, you know, to expect the rapture. I'm not saying, you know, but I'm just saying it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen next year. Uh uh-uh. But still, you've got to have expectation. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
If you find yourself feeling sorry for yourself, your eyes aren't on Jesus. Woe is me, my problems. You know, I've, I've had to the last month really, really do some spiritual warfare to keep my eyes focused on Jesus and not on my physical ailments. It's not easy, folks. You say, why do some people that this and some people this and some people that? Quit trying to figure it out. Just fight the good fight of faith. Looking on to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Look at 2 Peter 3.12. 2 Peter 3.12. This is in verse 10. But the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Now listen, looking for and hasting the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. God's coming back. Jesus is coming back for his church. And you're, in the days ahead, you're going to have to have that mindset. To keep, say, you got to talk to yourself and say, I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus, my, my Savior, my Lord, my King's coming back to get me. But until then that happens, you know, I'm going to be about my Father's business. Keeping my eyes on him. It's so important, folks, in the days ahead. And listen, we're all guilty. We take our eyes off of him, don't we? We don't get into the book and look at this. This is Jesus. This is the, the living word of God. You got a problem, find a solution in the Bible and look at it. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for their life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. Let's stand up this morning. Do you have anything else? Amen. In the days ahead, when we're worshiping like we did this morning, and I come up here and I go, what's that mean? Thank you. Because the Spirit of grace wants to minister to us. We've learned that this morning, haven't we? Haven't we? Amen. Holy Spirit. We honor your presence in this place today. We're so grateful. We're so thankful that you are an awesome teacher. You are the comforter, the strengthener, the advocate, the helper, the intercessor. I'm so thankful, Holy Spirit. All these years, 
You've waited on me to get with the program. You've loved me. And you've led me. And you've done this with the people here today in this room. We ask you, cry out to you, Holy Spirit. Continue to lead and guide us into the truth. Continue to shine the light in our hearts, in our minds and intellect. And if there's things we need to change and make adjustments, reveal them to us individually and corporately. Because, Holy Spirit, we do not want to grieve you. We want to work with you. And it's important that we work together because there's a harvest waiting for us. It's not about you. It's about the harvest. Yes, we said 2022 is about you and God's going to bless us. I get that. But I want you to begin to understand you can't have everything revolve around you too. Keep your eyes. Look at the harvest fields. They're ripe. So Holy Spirit, continue to do a deep work in all of our lives. Our spiritual roots are going deeper and we're bearing fruit upward as a church body. Working together, hand in hand. Standing on your word and possessing the land. That's our heart's desire. So say this with me. Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life, my family, and my church. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I love you. And I just want us all to fulfill what God has called us to do and be. Amen. Have a blessed week. Those of you that are going on vacation, I lose angels to encamp around all of you. Guard, watch, protect, and deliver you. God's favor surrounds you and your family is with a shield in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.